Zoe. Why the long face there, chum? I just want to order some magic cards, but the shipping was too expensive. Too expensive? Well, did you know if you go to legitmtg.com, you can order any magic cards, and anything over $2 or more has free shipping. Wow, free shipping at legitmtg.com. That's amazing. You heard that right, Zoe. Free shipping at legitmtg.com with any order over $2 or more. Be sure to visit today and get the best deal on Magic Singles and Magic Sealed product available. Wow, that's amazing! Man, I wish there were others who liked retro video games like me. Did I hear someone say retro video games? I heard it too, Matt! Well, if you're a fan of retro video games as well as gaming in general, you need to listen to the VCR Gaming Podcast. It's available on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, and TuneIn Radio. Oh god, my house! Hey everybody, and welcome to another episode of Magic with Zuby. My name is Zuby, and in case you've never listened to the show before, this show is all about Magic the Gathering, and I also like to interview pro players, the content creators, and much, much more. Um, this show covers all things Magic the Gathering. One week I'll be talking about Standard, the next week Cube, and then whatever else I feel like talking about. Um, so let's go ahead and just get right into it. Um, I know a lot of you are probably here to listen to the what the preview card is, and I'm very, very, very excited to talk to it, and I'm going to try to get to it as quickly as I can so you all can hear what that preview card is. All right, so uh, just a little update, uh, just to remind everybody that I'm going to be officially at Grand Prix Dallas Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, the May 4th, 5th, and 6th, and I don't know if I can exactly spoil what else is going to be happening there, but... Uh, hopefully you'll hear that news soon. So I'm super excited about it. I've officially booked my flight, uh, working on getting hotels done and I'm just, I'm super excited. I really hope I get to meet some people there because it's just going to be a lot of fun. Um, there's going to be some cards definitely spell slung around. Um, and I'm going to be participating in the main event, which is awesome because it's going to be dominaria sealed i'm probably going to o2 drop because you know i'm not very good at magic i mean even though i would have to say i probably have better strengths and limited it's i'm better at drafting than i am sealed because sealed is and usually i never really have very good luck about what i get in sealed pools but hey you never know maybe i'll get something good at grand prix dallas but i really hope to meet some of you there and you know, we can shake hands and say, hello, how are you? And how are you doing? And then go our separate ways. And maybe, maybe, maybe we'll play some magic or something. I don't know. Maybe. Um, also, another little news announcement, if, in case you haven't seen my Twitter or Facebook, I am doing a Dominaria bundle giveaway uh, in honor of Dominaria coming out. Uh, legit MTG has been so kind to offer me a free bundle to give away to my listeners and the contest ends April 27th the day of Dominaria comes out this contest is open worldwide it's open to everybody um, does not matter where you live um, just hopefully hopefully you get 
uh, mail where you live. I mean, there may be some places in the world where are a little bit remote and maybe hard to get mail to. Hopefully I can mail, mail you stuff. Like, I don't know if you live on top of a mountain in the Himalayas and you know, you only get mail once a year. This may not be the contest for you. Maybe. I don't know. But I, the, the link to the contest is going to be in the show notes and in the YouTube notes as well, too. And I'm pointing it down to like the audio people can see it. But, you know, I like to talk with my hands, jazz hands here. And um, yeah, so I'm really excited about that. Uh, I can't wait to see who wins. I've already got about um, I want to say like maybe 50 people have entered so far and just getting more every day. And so that's pretty cool. And yeah, so like I said, check the show notes for the Dominaria Bundle giveaway. And yeah, so I like to do a small little segment. Um, I'm not sure how long this episode is going to be. It may not be as long because, um, you know, I'm more excited about the preview card than anything. This may be a shorter than normal episode, but fret not or worry not. I do have two awesome guests planned that I hope to get out back to back in the next two weeks. If not, then I definitely have one booked and scheduled and planned and the other one. Um, we'll just have to wait and see because, you know, logistics and time differences and all that lovely stuff. So, um, yeah, so this so I apologize if this episode's not as long and because I just I've been so excited to get this out here. But before we get into the preview card, what kind of magic have I been playing? Um, Not much. Honestly, I went to FNM. Uh, last week and I played a new standard deck that I built uh, more of a brew than anything and it did reasonably well it went three and one and I am going to be talking about the deck tech here later on in the show and that is Jeskai Tokens can't wait to talk about that because that was a deck that is a ton of fun to play and um, I had a lot of fun I went three one I beat what did I beat I beat um no, the, the only loss I had was against Mono Black Aggro. The other decks I beat, I beat Green Black Counters. Um, I beat, oh God, what else? I went up against like Red Green Monsters or something. And then, oh, Blue Black Control. Uh, I also went up against and I beat that as well. So that it the deck is pretty fun and I'll go over it more a little bit later. Um, I've also been... I, I, oh, I finally built another EDH deck. I built Locust God, and it's kind of, it's, it's in its infancy stages right now. I mean, the deck is built and playable. It's very playable, but I do want to make it a little bit more nastier, I guess. I mean, one of my favorite things to do in it right now is, what is it, that Kindred kindred discovery with Locust God. So, if you don't know what Locust God does, he's a sixth uh, mana costing six converted mana cost uh, commander who basically every time you draw a card he creates a 1-1 one, one red, red blue insect token with flying in haste and what I really like about the card Kindred Discovery from Commander 2017 Kindred Discovery reads it's a three and a double blue enchantment as Kindred Discovery enters the battlefield choose a creature type Whenever a creature you control of the chosen type enters the battlefield or attacks, draw a card. So basically, when this card comes in and you have Locust got out as well too, you can name Insect. And as soon as, you know, it, let's just say you have one Insect out and you go to attack with the Insect, you're going to draw a card. 
And then when you draw a card, Locust God is going to create another 1-1 blue insect token. And then Kindred Discovery is going to trigger off to where an insect enter the battlefield and you draw a card. And then Rinse or Repeat, it's going to it's gonna infinite combo off. And basically you can win if you can get Lab Maniac out. Or maybe you're just going to create enough bugs to where you're just going to win all together. Maybe. I don't know. We'll just have to wait and see because you have to draw the card it's not a may ability so it it'll create some fun shenanigans there so yeah um i, I i'm building that i, I want to put omniscience in it ristic studies and um jenga taxes it's just i don't have those cards on hand so maybe that would be a good time to actually finally really start up puka trade or not oh god i didn't i don't mean puka trade um card sphere um, I have an account set up. I just don't have any wants. And because I, 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 I'm so terrible at not knowing what magic cards I want until like I think about it and then I go buy it. But I really need to get in the habit of actually utilizing card sphere, maybe injecting some money in it and just, you know, getting the cards that I want from it because card sphere, it's a really cool website and the guys that run it are really cool as well too. I've had them on, uh, episode 102 if you haven't heard that episode there they were um, really cool guys I talked to so definitely check be sure to check that out um, any other magic that I've been playing um, I've been teaching magic to my oldest Jazlyn uh, some more we've been playing EDH she is getting better surprisingly um, her favorite EDH commander is my favorite EDH commander Crufix so I usually let her play Crufix because that's the deck she's familiar with the most and I'll usually play whatever other deck like Omnath or Rise the Redeemed or um, uh, this latest one Locust God and it's um, it she's, she's getting better she's learning when to counter stuff and when to ramp and how to utilize the cards it's, it's taken some time because it's you don't I mean, with us entrenched magic players who play it all the time, you sort of take, you know, things for granted of when to actually, you know, counter stuff or play creatures and knowing board states. And a, a lot of that is more advanced stuff that maybe you and I who have played magic for years and years now, we just take it all for granted now and we don't think of it. So it's it's been interesting seeing her evolution as a player. She's definitely getting better, still has a lot to learn, and maybe Commander isn't the best way, but I feel Commander is probably the most relaxing and fun format because she can do funny, silly stuff like get both Ulamogs, both Kozilex out, and, you know, uh, Emrakul out as well And because that deck is more of an Eldrazi deck, and I've talked about the deck tech before, and... It's um she's doing really well with it and I'm glad to see her progress as a player with it and I hope and I can't wait for her to get better at it. Um as far as any other magic, that is about it. I have been playing some magic arena, but I have definitely have some thoughts about it that I want to get into. But before we do that, I guess let's get into what everybody's here for. Uh the Dominaria preview card. So before we get into the actual preview card, uh, there's something I want to talk about. And um, it's there's a common theme among the color green in Magic the Gathering. And it's a theme of that green likes to have cards that like to dig through your library um, to essentially maybe find a creature or a specific land, anything like that. So I just brought up some cards that we've seen in the past um 
you know, few sets here, um, more than a few sets. Uh, first one being Ancient Stirrings, where you get to look at the top five cards of your library. You may reveal a colorless card from among them, and put it into your hand, which is commonly seen in the Tron decks in Modern. And then we've got a recently released Commune with Dinosaurs, where you look at the top five cards and you get to reveal a dinosaur land card from among them, put it into your hand. Uh, then we've got Gift of the Gargantuan, and that is, it's a little bit higher casting cost, and you look at the top four cards of your library, you reveal a creature card or a land card from among them, and put it into your hand. And then, back in Battle for Zendikar, we got Seek the Wilds, look at the top four cards of your library, you may reveal a creature or land card from among them, put it into your hand. So, what does this all have to do with the Dominaria preview card? Well, presenting Adventurous Impulse from the new set Dominaria. It is a green sorcery. Look at the top three cards of your library. You may reveal a creature or land card from among them and put it into your hand. Put the rest on the bottom of your library in any order. Every odyssey begins with a single step. And I am proud to showcase this to you all today. And really hope that you enjoy the card because this definitely looks like to be a really good card in limited if you're playing a creature heavy deck in limited to be able to help you sort of dig out any creatures you may want to get or even a land card if you're running low on land um it's really cool card pretty strong common like i said it's a common theme that we've seen um especially with commune with dinosaurs and this is dominaria's version of that and, you know, this will especially be handy for if you need to dig out those legendary creatures in your sealed or draft pool as well, too. So that is Adventurous Impulse. Uh, once again, it's a green sorcery common. Look at the top three cards of your library. You may reveal a creature or land card from among them and put it into your hand. Put the rest on the bottom of your library in any order. So I just want to thank Wizards for giving me the opportunity to showcase this to you all today and really hope you enjoy uh, playing with this card. And I definitely can't wait to crack open some booster packs for my sealed and draft. And, you know, th this definitely isn't a pack one pick one, but it's definitely one of those utility cards that you may need in order to help you dig through your deck because it's v that's very important and limited as well. So, Adventurous Impulse. Alright, moving right along to let's talk a little bit about MTG Brawl and what the heck is this. Um, so, MTG Brawl is Wizards... I guess this is... I, what I would have to really assume and guess, this is Wizards' answer to putting Commander on Magic Arena. Uh, first and foremost, that's probably where the idea maybe originally started i mean i did read the story of how uh, commander got start or brawl got started and, and it is interesting it's sort of like a rotating commander uh basically what brawl is is it's commander essentially uh it still has the same basically all the same rules of commander but the sets that are allowed in brawl are the current standard legal standard the current legal standard sets, I should say. And and for right now, is since Brawl's coming out with Dominaria, that will be every set from Kaladesh all the way up to Dominaria. And, you know, and oh, there is also another thing. Planeswalkers can be commanders as well, too. Um, that That is a big difference. So your, um, your Jace, your Jace Planeswalker from Ixalan can be a commander. And, um, 
Vraska from Ixalan can be your commander as well too. So that that's a neat little twist. Um, I'd be really interested to see how that plays out. But basically, I wanted to talk about it because I've heard a lot of people do naysaying about it because oh, it's a new format and it, it is Wizards backed and they're just trying to push um you know another format. They don't they want to get rid of commander. You know, I've heard all sorts of stuff. I've read so much stuff online about it, and it's you know this may not be the format for you. Um, you know, I, I love commander. It's, I, I love getting the commander sets every year and, um, it, I've been getting them every year since 2013 came out. Unfortunately, I missed the very first commander set. I wasn't playing commander at the time, but, um, and so essentially the rules are you start with 30 life. You have a 60 card deck. It's singleton, not counting basic lands. And, um, you, just play like a normal game of magic. It can be, you know, free for all where you have a pot of four and it sounds, it sounds fun. Um, it's definitely a type of format where maybe you can't afford a commander deck. Um, like say, I, I guess a good example of it would be you go to an LGS and their commander play group is very high powered. And if you try to build your casual dinosaur, you know, EDH deck, you're going to get completely stomped in it, you know, and, and that's not uncommon to see where, you know, you're, if you're kind of new to commander and you can't afford those legacy staples and sometimes even modern staples and, and sometimes not even, you know, legacy and modern staples, there are just some EDH cards that are so expensive because they're good in EDH and they're not good anywhere else. And, it can be expensive. Now, the Commander Precons, the past few years, have done such a good job of giving you a base deck to be able to play with, where, um, you know, you can buy those straight out of the box and do small upgrades here and there. But um, I think this is also a good format for some of those junk rares that you're going to be getting opening up booster packs and those junk rares that m you might play in limited only, but never ever play in commander. They, they may see a home in brawl now and as in, un in commons and uncommons too, they may start seeing homes in brawl and I'm kind of curious to see how it's going to do. Now I, I am probably going to definitely be building some decks online um, because commander decks are really cheap on magic online you know especially if you go budget like i do and you know i'm it looks like brawl decks will probably be just as cheap as well too maybe i mean really depends but um it's i can probably see myself playing this the most on magic arena and i think that might be where it lives the most if it does you know come to arena and it and it plays just fine and you know, I would definitely build an, an a brawl deck in arena. And so, I mean, I, I guess just see, and that's what I don't understand with other people where they complain like, oh, this is dumb. Why is Wizards pushing this? You know, that's one of the great things about magic. You don't have to play this. All right. There's no reason for you to play this. They have people that focus on, you know, standard play testing on legacy, you know, modern, making sure that nothing's getting too out of hand, you know, and if there's going to be a set that's maybe more, you know, towards commander or brawl that comes out and, you know, good, you know, it, it's nice to mix things up. You know, I've talked about this before on the podcast. Some of my favorite formats are standard, modern, uh, drafting and cube. You know, those are some of my favorite formats there. 
you know? And, that, and that's the beauty of Magic the Gathering as a whole. There's so many ways to play it that just because a new format like Brawl comes out, you know, what what's the big deal? It, it it's brings you another way to play Magic, and that's awesome. I mean, just just if you look at the official, not not even looking at the official formats. I mean, you you yourself can come up with another format to play for you and your friends. You know, that's probably one of the best things about Magic as a card game as a whole. Because look at other games like Pokemon, or let's say if even Hearthstone was. Um, a paper card game. Raina, there's no other formats to play with Hearthstone or Pokemon. Um, they're very, you know, generic formats. You know, they they play with certain sets, and that's about it. And even though the majority of Magic players mainly play competitive, constructed with you know standard and modern legacy. There's so many. There's so much more that play Commander and a lot of these other casual formats. So, I say, the more casual formats, the better. Um, and I'm curious. I'm really curious to see where Brawl goes. And you know, I'm I'm excited about it. Honestly, it's um, you know, it seems like could be a good thing. It's I'm interested to try it, but I think I kind of want to wait to see where maybe some stuff lands you know I, I still don't even know all the cards that are coming out in dominaria and there's so many legendary creatures that give you so many more potential commanders to choose from just in brawl not even edh alone oh my gosh with all the legendary creatures coming out and you can use them for edh my god the the pool just got deeper um and it's just, it just feels like it's going to get deeper because we still don't have the entire set spoiled yet so um, yeah, so that is Brawl and my thoughts about it. Uh, let's move on to my standard deck tech. So if you can see my screen, um, if you're watching the video, if you're listening at home, um, I'm going to talk about my Jeskai Token standard deck that I played this past FNM. And I have played a variation of this back in, I want to say, Amonkhet or Hour of Devastation, and I haven't touched it since. Um, now that Rivals is out and Dominaria is about to drop, I'm probably probably going to either redo this deck or maybe play something completely different. But so Jeskai Tokens is a three-color deck. Jeskai, hence red, white, and blue, Amarica. And um, essentially the goal of the deck is to go wide and pump up your Thopter and Servo tokens and hit your opponent fast and hard. Well, I mean, not fast, essentially. It's to go wide and just overwhelm them with all those tokens you have there. Um, let's go over the creatures first. Uh, we've got Angel of Invention. Uh, I've got three of them in the deck. It's it, She's the three colorless, two double white, Flying Vigilance, Lifelink, Fabricate 2. When this creature enters the battlefield, put two 1-1 counters on it or create two 1-1 colorless servo artifact creature tokens. Majority of the time, you're going to want to create the tokens because she's also a lord that pumps up your other creatures you control, get plus one, plus one. So that pump effect is really good, plus it gives you more potential blockers if you need them on the board. So most of the time, I'm always going to create the tokens over putting the counters on her. Um it it'd be very rare if I ever put the counters on her. Um, so next we've got Chief of the Foundry, three colorless artifact creature construct. 
Uh, two, three other artifact creatures you control get plus one, plus one. Uh, another artifact lord. Um, obviously, this is only going to pump up other chief of the foundries because I run four of them and pump up your thopters and servo tokens as well. Uh, we've got four master trinketeers, which is the two colorless and a white creature dwarf artificial artificer i'm probably completely saying that wrong uh three two servos and thopters you control get plus one plus one and you can pay three in a white to create a one one servo token uh once again another lord really handy uh to pump up your creatures i love when i get you know a turn three chief maybe a turn four master trinketeer and a turn five angel invention you have three lords out so those one one servos become four fours and they become a force to be reckoned with. Um, really, really good Lord creature. So what are some of the creatures that will help us pump out these uh, tokens? We first got four Maverick Thopterus, which is three colorless blue and a red human artificer creature. Uh, does have improvise, so you can use your artifacts or tokens to help you, your artifact tokens to help you pay for this creature. Uh, with improvise so you can essentially have three artifacts out tap three of them and only spend two of your land mana and um, so when maverick thopter centers the battlefield create two one one colorless thopter artifact creature tokens with flying so really good creature to help you pump up your board presence um, definitely recommend this one pnlr this has probably been the weakest one out of um, all the creatures, and I'm still trying to toy around with what I might replace with her. Um, I was thinking Glorybringers when I was first building this, but I'm like, I love Glorybringer. Don't get me wrong. He, he's my favorite dragon of standard right now. He's replaced my love of Thunderbreak Regent, and, and Glorybringer will always have a glory in my heart um, when he rotates out. But PNLR, a uh, two and a red or human artificer, legendary creature. Uh, two, two, when PNLR enters the battlefield, create a one, one colorless stopter artifact creature token with flying. You can pay one and a red to pump an artifact creature to give it plus one, plus, uh, plus one, plus oh. Or you can pay one to sacrifice an artifact and target creature can't block this turn. Um, that can become handy if maybe you've got a really pumped up Thopter token and you just need to squeeze in that last bit of damage. And so you sack an artifact to, you know, make them unblockable. Um, probably one of my weakest creatures that I have at a, when I look in them all, but um, still good nonetheless. Uh, last creature, but certainly not least, is our good old Whirler Virtuoso. One colorless blue and red. And so I don't have the decoction module um, combo in this deck. Um, I originally did play a version where I did have that little decoction module combo where you get infinite energy and create infinite thopters. But I kind of got bored of that. And it just seems like you really want that combo, but I kind of wanted to make a deck where I can go wide anyway, but I'm not relying on all that energy to create all the Thopters. Uh, so Whirler Virtuoso, a lot of people should know him. He's a 2-3. When he enters the battlefield, you get 3 energy, pay 3 energy, and create a 1-1 one, one Thopter token with flying. Uh, just really good to have and really good to pump out some artifacts out. So I have 4 enchantments in the main board. I've got 4 cast out. And cast out has flash and also cycling. And when cast out is your good old oblivion ring, when it enters the battlefield, exile target and online permanent opponent controls until cast out leaves the battlefield. Um, no, no complaints about this card. Such a good card to have. Um, for our instance, we've got two abrade, 
One in a red instant, choose one. A braid deals three damage target creature or destroy target artifact. What's more to say about it? Just to do some spot removal. We've got three Glimmer of Genius. Uh, three in a blue instant. Scry two, then draw two cards. You get two energy. Um, card draw is really important and allows you to dig for more creatures or maybe some spot removal that you need. Uh, two Harness Lightning, one in a red instant, choose target creature, you get three energy. Then you may pay any amount of energy. Harness Lightning deals that much damage to that creature. And like I said, once again, it's spot removal and helps you clear out the board in your favor. And our sorceries that we have, we've got four sorceries. We've got two Servo ex Exhibitions. Uh, one in a white, create two 1-1 one -one Servo Tokens. Uh, really good to have maybe early game just get some blockers out or or maybe start dealing some pressure to your opponent uh, one of my favorites though that's been definitely the MVP of this deck is SRAM's expertise which is two colorless two white sorcery create three one one colorless servo artifact creature tokens you may cast a card with converted mana cost three or less from your hand without paying its mana cost so some of the things that I've done with this card is I'll cast it get the three, you know, servo tokens out and then cast a free whirler virtuoso or maybe I'll cast a free master trinketeer to pump up those servos I just created or um get PNLR out or maybe I want to use a hardness lightning or a braid to kill my opponent dead. You know, it's SRAM's expertise. I almost wanted to put three or four in there, but I wanted servo exhibition for some of the early pressure that you may find yourself up against. Um so the lands, I'll just go over the land real quick. I've got three Aether Hub, one Arch of Orzica uh, for card draw in the late game, uh, three Glacier Fortress, four Inspiring Vantage, two Irrigated Farmland, two Island, three Mountain, four Plains, two Spire Bluff Canal. And sideboard is going to be really dependent on your meta. Uh, my meta right now is kind of aggro mid-range uh, heavy. So I've put in, you know, Settle the Wreckage, um, Ixalan's Binding, um, you know, some Counter Spells and Chandra Torch of Defiance. But your meta may define your sideboard better than I would. It's I never usually like talking about sideboards too much because it's going to vary and differ from meta to meta. And um, so that is Jeskai Tokens in a nutshell here. And it's a really fun deck. Um I, I like how it goes wide. Uh, usually one one of the things you want to do, especially when going up against aggro, is just do your best to kill the creatures and stabilize You know, at, as quickly as you can. Hopefully you can try to stabilize by turn three or four. And once you basically build up a, a board presence up against aggro, is you're golden. Just keep making sure you, you know, get that spot removal in and just keep blocking when you need to to slow them down because you're going to have the board advantage over them if you can get the creatures out um, against mid-range sort of same thing uh, get the board advantage when you can and just swing and win uh, control control is usually a little bit hard game one you may not win games two and three you're going to want to kind of play their game um, that's why that's when you sideboard in some control cards like negate or essence scatter depending on what they're playing and just really do your best to run around their spells. You know, maybe play a few low-costing creatures to get their counter spells out of their hands and take them out that way. So, like I said, that's Jeskai Tokens in a nutshell. 
and really hope you enjoyed the little deck tech here. And if I do end up tweaking the deck at all, I will be sure to let you all know and give you updates on it as well. All right, let's bring the show home. And last topic we are going to be talking about is Magic Arena and my thoughts on it. So Magic Arena is Magic's answer to Hearthstone for the most part. And I'm really hoping it comes out on mobile when it fully releases. And I really hope it does put up a fight against Hearthstone because I think it has a lot of potential. The client is very smooth. It's nice to look at. The gameplay is nice to look at, even though I feel like some of the gameplay goes a little bit too fast for my taste sometimes. Um, and that is one of the complaints I have. But it's I feel like it's it has potential. It's really good and it's a lot of fun. But. And while this is still early in beta, and I really hope it changes, one of the things that is pretty bad right now is the economy. And I know probably if you pay attention to arena uh, news or anything, you know that the economy is bad. So that that's really nothing new I'm talking about here. But one of the things that if the economy stays the way it is and it's maybe not the most... Um, logical or or even cost worthy way of buying cards uh, with real money if the economy stays the way it is it's going to be a grinder's paradise so someone like me who may not play arena every day is going to be far far behind the people who do play it every day and grind for hours in it because essentially if you want to have a good collection you need to grind right now and that's just no fun at all and for the most part, the way I found the most effective way to grind is if you go up against a control deck, just quit. It's not even worth it, especially if you're not playing a control deck and you may be playing aggro or maybe mid range. Um, it's, it's most of the time it's not worth going up against control because you're just going to be having a long game and it's going to be boring. So th that's, I mean, like I said, everybody's talking about it. That's one of the big complaints is the is the economy, but I, I'm hoping Wizards tells us a little bit more about how they're going to change it. I really hope there's some sort of redemption code and some booster packs to where, hey, maybe you can get a free pack. Uh, what I'm looking forward to the most is definitely how they're going to handle limited, whether it's going to be sealed or draft or maybe both. Um, I can't wait till we can beta test that actually, because that's the thing I'm looking forward to the most. If it's somewhat cheap to draft on arena compared to magic online i can see myself playing a lot of limited on arena and that that's what gets me really excited about it if i have to be honest is the potential of playing a lot of limited on there but we still don't really know how they're going to be pricing everything we know that there's going to be limited but we don't know what kind it's going to be we don't know you know is it going to be an eight-man pod like how magic online is or is it going to be something kind of weird like how hearthstone does where they do their version of arena slash sealed draft which i do not like whatsoever in hearthstone um so there's still that the limited and then there's also um some of the other complaints i have well i understand why they want to make the games faster and smoother because let's be honest, some magic games just take too long. And especially for the average casual gamer, uh, average game of magic does take a while that you may not have all that time if you're playing it on the computer or on the go on your phone, you know? So while well, I understand they 
make it fast. It's also a little bit annoying because sometimes the stack resolves so fast that I don't even know what happens. And I've been playing Magic forever. There's sometimes where I play a card and it does its effect and then I blink for one second and it's already done. And I'm just like, what, what just happened? Or if I look away for a second and then I realize my whole board's gone, I don't know what happened. That is one thing that the um, game client needs when you're playing is some sort of little history button to see what cards and interactions and triggers happened so you can be like, oh, okay, so maybe when you're in those best of three games, you realize, okay, that opponent played a Fumigate. So I need to be able to play around that, you know, or he he played a Vraska's Contempt and I didn't I just didn't see it, you know, et cetera, et cetera. Um, but I think overall the the game has potential. I'm I don't want to make my full judgment yet until we definitely know more about limited. If the limited game is gonna be bad, then I I'm just gonna be honest, I don't see myself playing a lot of arena then if the limited is not going to be good and we can't possibly redeem booster packs from physical booster packs then i just don't see myself playing this that much and probably unfortunately have to say stick with magic online and i'm not we all know my thoughts of magic online as well too and you can listen to past episodes about that and hear my thoughts now my thoughts have changed over time because i've grown to accept it but i mean Let's be honest, it's Magic Online is not the easiest client to get into, nor is it the most user-friendly, nor is it the most casual-friendly as well, too. It's definitely for your entrenched Magic player fan base, such as myself, that puts in a lot of money and time into Magic to play it. And that's where I think Arena can really fit in for the casual player, but I think for it to attract even those hardcore players, it definitely needs something a little bit more. Brawl is going to be a fun addition to it. Uh, Standard, I can see, you know, all the the pro players and grinders just sticking with Magic Online for Standard because the way you have to grind for cards in Arena, it's just not worth it to play. So so Arena, I, I just really hope Arena isn't its own standalone thing like Duels of the Planeswalkers sort of was or magic duels um but i hope i'm wrong on all this maybe all my thoughts and dreams will come true with magic arena but we're just gonna have to wait and see so those are my thoughts with magic arena and yeah we're just gonna have to wait and see there so that brings me to the end of my show uh i want to thank everybody for watching uh, really hope you enjoyed it. So glad that I got to get a preview card. And thank you again, Wizards, for that opportunity. Um, like I said, once again, I'm going to be at Grand Prix Dallas in the first weekend of May. Going to be there Friday, Saturday, Sunday. You know, definitely, I'll be definitely tweeting it on and Facebooking it and taking pics. And I'd love to meet some of you there. And, you know, we can have some fun playing Magic. And then you can beat me and realize, why does he have a podcast about Magic the Gathering if he doesn't know how to play? Hmm very good question i don't know um anyway so if you want to be able to reach out to me um you can find magic wazubi on twitter at magic wazubi on facebook at facebook.com slash magic wazubi on instagram at magic underscore with underscore zuby i think that's how it is um you can also reach me by email at mtgzuby at gmail.com 
Uh, Magic with Zuby is available on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, and TuneIn Radio and your favorite podcast app. Uh, be sure to rate and review the podcast on your favorite podcast app. That just helps me out a lot. And if you wish to maybe contribute a little bit to Magic with Zuby and help me out and you know, it's not necessary in any way, but maybe if you want to give a little bit to the show and, you know, show your appreciation and, you know, you do get some prizes out of it too. And some cool little things. Um, check out my Patreon at patreon.com slash magic And I think that about does it. Um, thank you everybody for listening and have a great night.